Hello, Mama. So excited, as always, to be here with you. And man, I've just had a couple days where, have you ever had those days where it just feels like nothing is working? Like, it's nothing major. There's not like any big horrible moments. It's just a bunch of little moments that aren't great. And it feels like you're trying so hard and just constantly hitting a wall. And it feels like you're not making progress. You're wasting time, like in all of these silly ways that a lot of things, you know, usually that are easy or work. And I'm just, I'm over it. But also I am just trying to see what God has in it. Cause even, even this, right. I recorded this episode already and my computer has been having some issues with the recording and my dad's helping me. He's my editor. He's so amazing. Even while he's sick, he's helping me get this podcast out to you. But you know, I'm just, I could just look at it and be frustrated. And I am a little frustrated because it's like, I don't have time to redo this. Right. But and, and there's just been so many things like that these past day and a half. And I am just fighting to choose to say, okay, God, what what do you have for me in this? Like, oh, are you teaching me patience? Something we all love to learn, right? Are you are you wanting to point me to something? Are you wanting to refine something inside of me? You know, whenever we hit resistance like this, God can use it. You know, whether it was the enemy doing it or just silly things that are breaking in your life, or it's you or that's getting in the way, whatever it is, like God can use it to shape you and mold you. And so I'm, I'm speaking that to you as I'm trying to choose that perspective myself. Um, but really, even with this episode, I'm actually a little bit excited that I get to redo it because I don't know, I just have a, a kind of a new fire inside of me right now uh, for mission. I don't know if you have heard, probably you have, about what is going on in Israel right now. And um, yeah, it's there's not really words for it, you know? It's it's heavy. It's intense. It's a lot. It's it's a lot when you hear the stories. Um, I just listened to a podcast. Um, Bob Goff, he has the Dream Big podcast. He's someone I love following. I've read a lot of his books and he's just amazing. And he had a guest on uh, his podcast recently. And if uh, you're up for it, go listen to it. It will make you cry. Absolutely. But I think sometimes hearing those stories is important because it actually fires us up to pray and to to do something. And on, on his podcast, he brought in someone that is in the the heart of where the conflict is at in Israel. And uh, this guy has three young kids. And so he's talking about what it looks like to navigate this time with his family. And it is absolutely heartbreaking. And like putting yourself in those shoes, it's a lot. And so, you know, if, if you struggle with fear and anxiety and it's, you know, gonna create images in your mind that are going to derail you, then, you know, don't go listen. But, but if you are someone that can handle that, then I do encourage you to, to listen to that or, or other stories out there because, you know, we are called as a church, as Christ followers to pray for Israel. We are biblically mandated to pray. And so in that, you know, when we hear those horrific stories and the reality of what's really happening there, it stirs our hearts and it gets us a little fired up to really like fall on our knees and cry out to God that he would do something, that he would bring peace, that he would make a way, that he would give wisdom to the government, like that the, the conflict would be over 
right? And I know sometimes we don't know always how to pray, but I think praying for peace, praying for wisdom of the the government officials, praying for the individuals that have been taken hostage, praying for the individuals that are facing life, uh, not knowing what each day brings, not knowing what is in, in store for their family, you know, praying for them. And, and that they would feel God's presence, that that God would be glorified somehow through it all, that they would feel his comfort, that they would receive his protection, right? We, we pray for them. And um, actually, an action point for you, if you want to take this to another level, is there is a campaign going, I'm trying to remember what it's called now, I think it's called Pray for Israel by Name. And it has, uh, if you go to their website, let me kind of do it live time with you. You go to their website. I'm typing in my Google Pray for Israel by Name. Um, It's by the foundation firm. And you click on it. So Fellowship of Israel Related Ministries is kind of what pops up. And it says Pray for Israel by Name. And on here... They have the list um, of all of the names of the hostages that have been taken. And uh, they encourage you to write one of the names of the hostages on your hand so that you can pray for that individual and their family every time that you see it. And it's just a reminder that these are real people. Like, these are real moms and dads and sons and daughters, right? Like, this isn't just a number, and so we want to we wanna be praying. And so I encourage you to go and do that. Write it on your hand. Every day, pick a new name. Or maybe it's the same name. Whatever you feel compelled to do. And, and just take part in praying. Because we are called to pray. And so I wanted to share that with you. That I, you know, through that, I'm, I'm feeling fired up to pray. But then also to be on mission. You know, one of the things about all the conflict in Israel right now is we know that this a lot of this was prophesied in the Bible. And so we know the end times are drawing nearer. Now, since Jesus left, the end times have always been drawing nearer, right? So it doesn't mean that Jesus is coming back tomorrow. Maybe it is, but, but you know, probably we have some time. I don't know. We don't know. And the Bible says that we will not know the time or the day. And it's not our job to. But it is a reminder that there is an end, right? Whenever, whether that's in our lifetime or not, there's an end. And so we need to make sure that we are living in the fullness of what God has called us to, right? There's never been a more important time to be on mission because there are people in this world that are perishing, right? Eternity is real. And so if we are not following the, the commands, the, the, the purposes on our life that God has given us, then people on this earth are missing out. Now, the, again, we've been talking about calling. Calling always looks different for everyone. You know, maybe it, it's speaking on a platform. Maybe it's speaking to your neighbor. Maybe it's uh, being involved at your kid's school and being a light there, right? Like this looks like so many different things, but ultimately a calling from God is going to in some way impact his church. If it's a calling from God, it will in some way directly or indirectly impact his church. And this means that it's going to help support followers of Christ, encourage them, help them keep going. That's a lot of what I'm doing, right? It also might um, help pull people into the church that, that 
people that need to find Jesus, right? It might um, financially give back to the church. It might, um, you're creating a tech tool that the church needs or that, you know, there's so many different ways, right? It doesn't have to look like one thing, but we need to be just so invested in being faithful to God and what he's calling us to in this season. Now, that also could mean like maybe in this season, God is saying you're at home with your kids. You're maybe you're raising up some mighty warriors that are going to going to come from your home and go forth into the world to be that light, to be that strong foothold to, you know, whatever that looks like. So again, it can be directly or indirectly, but ultimately, whatever it is that God is saying to you, You just need to be faithful to answer that call. And we are all called to be the light. So even if we're called to stay at home, and I know this is something we've already talked about in this series, but even if we're called to stay at home, we still need to be lights in our community and share the light of Jesus with those who are perishing. So, you know, making sure we're not just closing up in our houses and just taking care of ourselves and raising up amazing kids. But ultimately, like we need to have some interaction with the world as well, because how else are we going to spread the the light and the love of Jesus? So I just hope that in this series, in this time, as you're listening, that you get fired up because God has put a specific purpose on your life and that purpose impacts other people. So when you are not fulfilling it, other people are impacted. They are, are, they don't have what they need because they need how God wants to use you. So just want to share a little bit of my fire today. And this is what I love. I love that when we hit these points where things just don't work and we're frustrated, like maybe God is up to something. And you know, the first time I recorded this, I definitely wasn't this passionate. Like I, I love that God just wants to rework things, um, for our good. So let's, let's dive in today. We're going to talk a little bit about the second part of our, uh, episode on how to actually make time for calling. So let's jump in. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, mama, I'm excited to dive in today and you know, I, I'm just feeling a little fired up. So we'll, we'll see where this all takes us. Um, but another thing I wanted to just share with you before I dive in is just again, an invitation to do some healing work. If you are in a place where you can't fathom the idea of fulfilling the call on your life and you don't even know what that would look like. And it's hard to understand, um, how you would do that because it's hard to get out of bed, right? It's hard to stop worrying about your own kids, let alone, uh, the kids in Israel, right? Then I, I just want to encourage you do the work, make that work your biggest priority right now, because if you do not take the time to heal and the time to take care of what's inside of you, silencing the anxiety, right? 
getting over that depression that pulls you down, stopping the anger. If you do not do that work, then you will not be able to fulfill the call on your life because God needs healthy soldiers to to go and do his work. And so like, get yourself equipped. Like we don't know what's coming. Like you need to to do the work to, to get equipped so that you can then step into this calling. And so if you already know like what direction you need to do to heal, then go do it. I want to, for those of you that don't know, I want to give you an invitation to join my Healed Mama Academy, which I know a lot of you have heard about, but I, I just feel even more fired up than normal because I'm like, this is not about me. This is not about me. It's about God and what he wants to do in you and through you to propel you into your purpose. And so I would love to get to be on that journey with you. And you'll hear actually in the next episode, um, my one of the graduates from the academy who I invited her to jump back in again, um, she is coming on to the podcast to share just what God has done in her life. Because it's amazing to see how when you show up to do the work, how faithful he is to meet you there and to transform you and to heal you. And so it's not about me. It's not about even the tools that I have for you. I have a lot of tools for you. I have, I want to help make sense of why you keep getting anxious, why you can't stop being angry. And I have a very simple map to help you understand why that's happening. And then a simple map to help you get out of that. And that is kind of the, the baseline for everything that we do is, is that Uh, It's called restoration theory. And I would love to teach you that and then get my eyes in your world and and encourage you about where you need to take some steps, where you need to uh, stop some things. (laughs) And I kind of challenge you every time we meet, we have weekly group coaching that we meet as a group. And I just uh, speak into your life directly as you work through uh, the curriculum on your own. So please come and join me. Like if you know it's time to do the work, I want you there. I want to help prepare you for the mission that God has for you to go on. And that's actually how we end our time together as well is I help you figure out what that calling is and how to step into it. And I help you develop a plan and I encourage you to get going in that plan and and give you that accountability to make some progress there. So Come get all of the details. You can find it at morningmama.co. That's morningmama.co. Come apply. I love getting your applications and just learning who you are. And I would love to get to be that person to walk with you through this journey that God wants to take you on. So I hope you'll join me. I um, It's one of my favorite things I get to do every week is meeting up with all the girls. And it's amazing. So come, come check that out. But I I do want to just share briefly. I know we're getting, I got all fired. Whenever I get fiery, I take a lot of time. Um, but I wanted to share a few last points about how to actually make time for the calling, because I know that that is a struggle for so many of you. So, you know, we talked about the first four last week or in the last episode, um, to have a mindset that is non-negotiable to clean when the kids are awake or, um, or at home, um, wake up early or stay up late. Um, and then if you have financial familiar resources, do not feel guilty. So right along with that, I wanted to jump into number five, which is ask for help, which I know is very similar to, you know, using the resources in your world, but sometimes we actually don't just need to like accept the help. We need to ask for it. We need to say, Hey, 
I need your help. Is there any way you could watch my kids? Is there any way, you know, I really feel called to step into this thing and I feel like God is calling me. And, you know, if God's calling you to something, he will make a way. So make sure you're praying that God will show you who can help you. Um, you know, even now as I'm, I'm, th- I'm need another babysitter for one, one of the days a week. And I'm just praying, God, show me who this is. God, bring this person into my life. And I'm, I'm being patient and waiting and praying that in God's timing, that person will come in, but you know, start praying and then ask. Like sometimes people don't know you need something until you ask. Like we often assume people already know what, like they know what's on our mind. <laughs> like people can't read your mind. I know I fall into it too. I get it. But we actually have to ask. So do you have any family that potentially would be willing to help, right? Maybe grandparents, maybe aunts and uncles, like anyone that you trust with your kids, um, someone in your family, like maybe brothers and sisters who could take your kids. Um, and you can just make it so simple, right? Make it a small ask like, Hey, um, would, would you be able to take my kids? You know, maybe, maybe you have some kids in school and so you're like, well, while the big kids are in school, would you be able to take my baby for, you know, two hours a week, right? Three hours, like whatever that, that small ask is, make it simple and clear and a small ask and just see, Um, maybe you have a friend, right? Like maybe a friend also wants some care for her kids and you guys could do a swap. You know, one day she has them, one day you have them. Maybe you do it on the same day and you just split the time, right? What, who could you ask? Get creative. And that's, we'll talk more about creativity in a minute. Um, what about, can your husband take over for a couple hours at night or on the weekends? You know, I think sometimes we, we just assume our husbands don't want to help. And we have a whole marriage series coming up because this is something I'm pretty passionate about and frustrated about in our culture. We'll talk about it. <laughs> and, and I get it. Sometimes they don't want to help. And sometimes there are those husbands that just don't care. But honestly, like there are far, far fewer of those husbands than we assume that there are. We've started to lump everyone into that category and it's just not true. So like, could you ask your husband like, hey, you know, I really feel like God is calling me to this. Is there any way you could take the kids for two hours on Friday afternoons? Or maybe it is Saturday mornings. Can you take the kids for three hours, right? Like be, again, small ask, be clear, be specific, but could he do that, right? And, and along with that, you know, I just want to, to temper this with the idea that I do also want you to remember just to respect the fact that if your husband is the the breadwinner, if you will. He brings in the income, the primary income for your family, just to be cautious about how much you're asking and just with what kind of tone. I mean, you definitely want to watch your tone either way, but like even what, like being prepared for, for how he responds and being okay with whatever he says, because here's where I'm coming from with this. I know in the past I have had this kind of self-righteous attitude of like, well, I'm working too, just because I'm not making money doesn't mean that I'm not working. Like, and I, you know, it's not fair that I have to watch the kids and if they're sick, I have to stay home and I have to do all the pickup and drop offs and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like this very self-righteous attitude. But, you know, for so long, I didn't take into account that like the weight that comes with being the primary breadwinner, right? There's a weight to it. All of our finances as a family fall on his shoulders. Like he is responsible for all of us. And so even if you're in a position that maybe you do bring in some money, like if, if you're not the primary one, like 
that is a heavy responsibility to carry. And I know some of you are the primary one and you know that, that's a different thing to navigate, but I know for, for most of us, that's that's not the case. And so I just have neglected in the past to realize what that came with and, and not just the weight of that, but also the responsibilities and obligations that that comes with, right? Because you can't just be like, well, yeah, I'm just going to leave work early to be home on time because I want to be there for my family. Like, that's not always an option. There's a certain amount of work that needs to get done, right? This, there's certain things that need to happen for him to keep his job, for them to feel like he's doing a good job, for him to get the bonus that your family needs, like whatever it, it looks like, right? And so, you know, maybe to work the overtime. There, so there, we have to recognize that that comes with a weight and a heaviness of responsibility. Because, you know, as I'm, I work, you know, for the church, I, I do this work. And at the moment, I'm not really bringing in much income. And so I, but I would just be, I wanted him to see it equally. I wanted him to be like, yeah, she does work and, and to, it to be treated the same way. But it is not the same. It is different. And so <laughs> I know I'm going on about this point. I just want to caution you as you ask. Um, I don't want you to ask from that point. And that's um, just something that I see as really important because it is a different thing. Like I, if I don't have the time to work, then I might miss a podcast episode, right? Which is a bummer. Like, I don't want to do that. I want to be consistent for you guys. I want to show up, but that is going to be a lot less important than if he misses a project that was due and he can't do that now, right? That's very different thing. So I just want to throw that in there. Some of you already know that point, but I just know our culture is screaming at us that, that essentially our husbands see us as less than them and that, you know, we need to be equal and they need to have the same everything. So wanted to temper that, that proposal with that. So yes, ask your husband, but just keep that in mind in how much you're asking for and how you're responding to him when he answers you, because he might just need a break, right? That's real. That's okay. We all need a break, especially when you're carrying that kind of weight. Okay, so ask for help. That is number five. Number six, use independent play and screens wisely. So I am not a big proponent of using screens to get work done. Actually, this morning I had to do that. There was a big deadline and it was really important. And I um, I did that. I used a screen to get me through and it was fine and we did it, but it's not something I want to do all of the time. So I, I say this with a grain of salt because I want you to be wise about it. We need to be very wise about how we're using um, screens, electronics in our home. And so, you know, I think there's a way to do this. Um, you know, I know in the past when I wasn't working at all, like I wouldn't have childcare, um, you know, already set for me, I would use a power hour where my child would watch a show for half an hour, sometimes an hour, and I would get work done during that time. So that is something you can do. Um, now that I'm working two to three days in the morning a week, I don't personally feel good about using that, but you really just have to like check in with your gut and your situation and, and what your family looks like because every family is so different. And so it's like, okay. You know, and another thing you can do is use independent play, like just structure your days wisely so that you can utilize that time. So if you already let your kids watch a certain amount of TV, then use that time to get some, bust out some work, 
right? Clean when they're awake, clean when they're not on the screen, invite them into that task. And then if you need to do some focused work, utilize that screen time wisely. And then the same with independent play, teach your kids to, to play independently. Like, and usually if you set this up after you've had some really good connected time with them, it usually goes better. Um, and you, or, you know, you know, your kids, like what's the best time of day for this, where they're really focused and use that time to get some work done, you know, just set up and focus in. And usually, you know, if they're going to be around, you're going to probably want to do um, a little bit of less focus time, but maybe it's checking your emails. Maybe it's just getting those little tasks done that you can uh, just kind of bust out and doesn't involve like that deep thinking, but just figure out how to utilize these time, these times wisely. And if you want some more tips on this, um, go check out the Systemize Your Life podcast. Chelsea Joe is amazing. She has just helped me so much um, structure my day and figure out how to do this um, business life with kiddos. So check her out. She's amazing. Okay. Number six. Nope. That was number six. (laughs) Number seven. I love this one. Get creative. Okay. We already mentioned this, but ultimately whatever it looks like, you need to get creative. You know, if God is calling you to something, he will provide a way. But sometimes we've got to really get creative. Like, how can we do this? What resources do we have available to us, right? Um, something I use in the past is the gym. The gym is a really great resource. If you don't ha- can't afford childcare, go to the gym, work out for half an hour, and then, you know, this was before COVID. I don't know. Hopefully other gyms are better now. I know the gym I was doing this at doesn't have the full two hours now. But back before COVID, there was two hours of childcare. And so I could work out for 30 minutes and then work for an hour and a half. And it was amazing. And I got so much done and I got a workout in, like it was just the best. And it was also on this like beautiful campus with trees and it was just fantastic. You know, that was awesome. Um, but yeah, figure out if there's a gym in your area where you can do that. It, what would that look like? Is that possible? Um, another creative solution I, we were talking about actually in the Academy recently is one of the girls recently had to start driving, um, four hours a day. Her, her kid's school is a lot farther and I had four hours. That is a lot is impressive, but she calculated four hours. And so she's trying to figure out like how to use that time in the car. And so now she calls it her office. I love it so much. And she has gotten her kids each an iPad to use or a tablet to use on the drive. And she's put like the one educational game that she feels good about on there. And for part of the time, she listens to, to leadership podcasts and whatever else is going to equip her for the task ahead of her. And so she utilizes that time to like fill herself up, get that work and get equipped. Right. So how can you get creative, right? You don't just need to like sit in the car for four hours listening to children's music get creative. So how else can you get creative? And I know God has some amazing solutions for you. Well, before we wrap up, I just wanted to briefly share just some of my schedules that I have used in the past, just to give you a baseline for some ideas of what this can look like. I know I always benefit greatly when other people share their real life schedules and examples. So I just wanted to share this with you. So right now my work schedule looks like this. All of my afternoons are off. Um, almost all of my nap times. So that's like every afternoon between like 1.30 to 
3.30 approximately. Those are all used for work, um, except for Sundays, because my husband and I have time during that time, one-on-one. But the rest, for the most part, are used for work. Sometimes Saturdays will be iffy, depending on what's happening, but pretty much all of those are work. And then I have Monday mornings for about three to four hours, where I get focus time. We have a sitter come. And then Wednesdays, the same. It's about three to four hours. My parents watch the kids. And then Fridays, um, it depends. Every other Friday, my parents watch them. I'm trying to find another sitter for the off Fridays. Um, And then just another backup sitter as well, because there's just always, everyone's always sick. (laughs) So it'd be nice to have that. But that's what that looks like now. Um, And so I love like the idea of my afternoons off. And then I also love Tuesday and Thursday mornings because I have nowhere to be. Me and my littles, my, my son is in school, and my other two littles, we go to the park, we meet up with friends, we stay at home and, and have a chill reading day. Um, there's so many ways that we do this, but I, I love that structure. It just balances things out really well. But it hasn't always looked like this. Two years ago, um, on Mondays, I would have a, a you know three to four hour block in the morning to podcast. Um, and I would use nap time on Monday and Tuesday for that as well. And then Wednesday and Thursday, I was in the church office um, like seven hours each day. And that was all focused time on my church work. So it looked very different. And then Friday's nap time was like, you know, whatever else I had left for the week. But that's two years ago what it looked like, a, a whole lot different, right? And then four years ago, this is when I was really utilizing the gym. So I would go, I think about three times a week. Um, and then I also use nap times to kind of, um, dive in at that time. It was just, um, volunteer church work. I wasn't on staff. Um, I, you know, didn't have a business or anything. And so I was just really diving into how to lead a a connect group and as teaching them restoration theory and, you know, diving into all of that. Um, and then I also at that time, like really felt called to learn how to clean my house and what that looked like. Not that that's really stuck because (laughs) now, now it's a different situation. But at that time, I was really great at it. And so I would use some of those nap times to do some deep cleaning. And so it doesn't have to look like a black and white thing, right? Like, you know, in the season that you're in, like what God is calling you to focus on and to really hone in on. Um, And then during that time as well, I also was doing a lot of what I call playground ministry, where daily we would go to the park and we would meet up with neighbors and we would just hang with them and and do life together. And then I would invite all the neighbors that I met over to a monthly wine night for moms. And I would just, again, hang with them and um, love them and sometimes invite them to church and just kind of try to be the light and and be a good friend, be a good neighbor in that setting. So those were the things I felt called to in that season. It's very different than what it looks like now. And two years ago is very different, right? So every season is going to look a little bit different. So be creative and just get ready to, to know that if God is calling you to it, he's going to have resources for you. And so you just have to have that non-negotiable attitude to make space for it because you know that the world needs you, right? The world is perishing. We have to save them. And and I know that's not always a, a direct way, right? Maybe he's calling you to something that doesn't look like it's affecting those people. Besides, we're all called to, you know, be the light to our neighbors. But if it's a call from God, it will have a effect on his church. So make sure you are faithful to say yes to that call because God 
needs you to help change the world. Like we've got to do this together. When, when we really want to make big change, it's when we all come together and we do our part and we make it happen. So let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you for the calling on each of the women that are listening. God, I thank you that you have specific things for each one of them to accomplish in this world. God, I pray that you would make that so clear. I pray that you would speak to them and open the doors and guide their footsteps just like you promised to God. And I pray that you would just make it so clear what that calling looks like, Lord. I pray you would help her make space in that in her life. I pray you would bring her resources and ideas and and ways to to make this happen because we know that when we say yes to you, God, there's just nothing better in our lives, God. So we just thank you, God, that you've called us. We thank you that you trust us to be on mission with you, God. And I just pray that anyone that's struggling of not knowing how to be on mission, feeling like she's not well enough to be on mission. God, I pray you would direct her to the right resources, whether it's the academy or a therapist or a pastor, whatever that looks like, God, point the way, God, and just give her the resources she needs to step into that journey of healing so that she can show up as the full creation that you made her to be. God, we thank you that we can trust you, God. We love you and we can't wait to see what you're going to do in and through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.